because uh, where I have reached yesterday and today, you see, the Lord is directing me to talk about being religious and rejecting God and for that matter, His way and getting oneself hooked to traditions and the doctrine of clergy men. Mark 1. Mark, that is also being worshipped. Huh? Mark chapter 7. 7. 1 to, yeah. Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. They came from where? Jerusalem. Good. And then when you finish, you look for this verse, so Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have wanted to keep you like uh, the fowl keeping the taking care of the what? The young ones. You go ahead. Verse 2. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say with unwashing hands, they found fault. 3. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands off, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. You hold the tradition of what? Elders. There are certain things we do with church and in worshipping God. That is not the word of God. But it becomes a routine practice. And we think that is worshipping God. But God does not accept us worship. That is tradition. One of them is the washing of what? Hands before eating. So Jesus and disciples did not do it. So they have problem with it. For and when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. Mm-hmm. And many other things there be. And many other things. Not few things, or many other things. Uh-huh. Which they have received to hold as the washing of cups. It's just like today in our churches. In attempt of washing cups. So many things. They even call them doctrines of our church. Many of them are all trash in the sense that they are traditions of the clergy, human beings. It does not constitute worship in the sight of God and by divine evaluation. Washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels and of tables. Five. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? You see, they are making reference to the source of their own religious word practices, tradition of the world, elders. Today, they will tell you, this is not the doctrine of the church. That's the way they put it today. This is not. You go to some cycles, they'll tell you we will do our things methodically. They are traditions. It doesn't constitute worship in the sight of God. Verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Esaias prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written. It's all hypocrisy. You see, when uh, the sense of Jesus. Hypocrisy in the context Jesus uses it when you study the scripture, even at the surface, you realize that it 
doesn't give the connotation of deception, but it is this idea of trying to be externally religious, hooking to tradition for people to see that you are the best worshiper. You are God does not accept all your religious practices as elements or substances that constitute true worship that is acceptable to unto him god go ahead well have his heart prophesied of you hypocrites as it is written those people anoint me with their lips but their heart is far from me. mind you very good when they are talking and then when they are worshiping and saying things from their mouth hey you think they love god they love church they love jesus christ but the spirit of god is not in them god sees them far away mm -hmm. how be it in vain do they worship me that is vain worship teaching for doctrines Ah, I told you they call this tradition sometimes they call their word doctrine. Jesus is making reference to it. Teaching for doctrines, the word. Commandments of men. Exactly. Commandments of the clergy. Pass on from generation unto generation. And they target doctrine. But it's useless in the sight of God. It's not doctrine. This is the doctrine of the church. And this is the doctrine of the church. It is not doctrine of the church. It's human tradition. Men. Tradition. And when you get hooked to them, it's outwardly people see you are worshipping God. But God sees you as a vain worshipper. That means all that you are doing amount to nothing in the sight of God. Hmm. I received a message from my boss, a video, and the man is saying uh, he doesn't like religion. And when you shy away from religion, people think you are not a worshiper of God, but the, it's rather the opposite. When you get hooked to religion, it serves as a barrier rather between you and your God. This is a confirmation. This is the substance in what the man said. And that is what Jesus is saying there. Very religious, high frequency attendance to church. And hook to church practices, liturgical formality. This is the way we do it. This is the way we sing our songs. And that, and that, and that, and that. It's all tradition. And, and you did not sing, uh, what do you call it, the sermon hymn. Uh, you did not, uh, you ought to have allowed us to sing the sermon hymn before calling the preacher to preach. It's all tradition. It doesn't constitute worship. Far away from God. I've taught here before that the most important element in worship 
is having the presence of God in what you are doing. So Jesus is talking about worship, vain worship, and doctrine of men, and how their hearts, that is their spirit, is far away from the spirit of God. But outwardly, ah, they are hooked to traditions, things that have been observed in the name of worshiping God, that are human word, doctrine. This is Jesus Christ saying this. Go ahead. Verse 8. For laying aside the commandments of God, ye hold the tradition of men. That is the serious aspect. And that is the message for this morning. Laying what? Aside the commandments of God. In other words, rejecting and pushing aside God's word. They do what? For laying aside the commandments of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups, yes. and many other such like things. And many other such things. Elimination by substitution. They eliminate the word of God, and they hook to so many things that is man-made. And the worst of it is that when you get into the amnesty, they think they are better than you. And they, 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 they grow this comparative righteousness Jesus spoke about in what? Luke 18. And this is the same thing they are doing to Jesus Christ and his word, disciples. They are making themselves and their human doctrines, how they are hooked to human doctrines, and they observe it strictly, they are using that as criteria to make themselves better than Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples. It's the same thing today. It's the same thing today. When you don't do it, they say you are not even a true member of the church. And you see them, and these are the, they are the Pharisees and then the world. Described today is the clergy in the whole theological degrees and wear big, big, big titles, mummy titles, and big, big sewn phylacteries or uh, pastoral regalia. And when they speak, eh, some of them are soft-spoken. You think they love God. Ah, they don't love anything. They are hypocrites. Their heart is far away. Just as their evaluation is what Jesus Christ is spelling out over there. And those are the ones, when you are in spite of God, your spirit cannot contain them. Revelations 2. He said, I know how you cannot bear with them. That claim to be apostles and our world. And are not. These are the people some of us we can't bear. And the ignorant think we are attacking church leadership and punching them. Ignorant people in church. But they think they know. 
God has been gracious to some of us. And God will always be gracious to people who know they don't know. And who go by his word to meditate upon it day and night and do it one day at a time with God. Go ahead and read. Laying aside the command. That's the word of God. And this constitutes forgetting God if we refer to Deuteronomy 8. That constitutes forgetting God, his precepts, commandments, and statutes. This one is not even forgetting. Pushing it, rejecting it. You reject God. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Verse 9. And he said unto them, Who will ye reject the commandments of ah, God? Ah! The thing is clear. That Jesus is repeating, You will do what? Reject the commandments Deliberate! That ye may keep your own tradition. Intentional! Why do they want to do that? That's Wait a minute. Uh-huh. That ye may keep your own tradition. Full stop. Why do they do that? Can you tell me? The answer is in Matthew 7. Because of what? Iniquity. It brings a lot of benefit to them. It brings a lot of glory and benefit to the church leadership. And not God. And that's why we don't hear good report about many of the 21st century clergy. Full of sin, in iniquity, sexual immorality, wickedness, and bezeling church fans kicking against the offerings of God. Full of ungodliness. We are building church project. He's stealing. This is not preferring. Fetitious receipts and all. We hear all kinds of reports. We hear all kinds of bad things. By the, the church project comes to a standstill and he has completed his private project, his house. He's paid by the church too. And he will even allow the word of God to be preached in the pulpit. He fights inspired people and gather people who will support him to hook to traditions to serve his personal interests instead of doing the will of God. Vain worship. It is very prevalent in our contemporary what we call Christianity. Very prevalent. Everywhere you go is there. Everywhere you go is there. And woe betide you if you enter the church and you don't follow their hypocritical practices. They have the nerve 
You see the way I say it. They have the word. The nerve and the impunity to behave in the same way they are behaving and speak to you in the same way they are speaking to the Lord of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus said, He mentioned what group of people. I want to conclude. Scribes and what? Pharisees. Go to Matthew 5. Nine, uh, 20. And let me conclude with that. Matthew 5.20 When Jesus said this, I'm going to explain it to you. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Good. Here many theologians don't understand this. Unless your righteousness exceed that of the world. They are the same word. People, unless your righteousness exceed the word. The righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. The righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, that is hypocritical word. Righteousness. Jesus, when you compare scripture to scripture, when you you just oppose this portion of scripture, to what we have read in Mark 7, then you will get the understanding that Jesus Christ was not talking about qualitative word. Analysis in terms of worshipping God. He was not talking about, sorry, quantitative word. Analysis. But he was talking about the quality of worship that is driven by the spirit of God, and that is done by the uh, is done according to the word of God, or is driven by the spirit in the word of God. The one that you don't, you are doing it based on the word of God and pushing tradition and the doctrine of men aside. And not the other way around. Where you push God's word aside and commandments and you hook to the tradition of men. Because when you do that also, you get the glory of the clergy. And many in our churches, especially the church officers, and the ones who find themselves to be lower according to the fiscal church organization structure of leadership, they want glory from the top clergy. So, very hooked to church traditions. Which has been tagged doctrine of the church, that is doctrine of men. You understand it? So, righteousness, we have righteousness of the Pharisees and the world. And and then the scribes. That is righteousness is what we see in Mark 7. So Jesus Christ was talking, not talking about what? The, the quantum of high frequency and observation of uh, religious ordinances, uh, uh, washing of hands, and, 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 and then religious practices that has been passed on from generation to generation as tradition, accepted tradition tagged as doctrine. No. 
God measures worship by word. Quality and not word. Quantity. And that's why the poor widow's mind was commended by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's one area you see that God evaluates as by the word. Quality of the worship that meet his divine standards and interest and divine requirements that is driven by the love for God and the seeking for his glory and not the one driven by seeking for the things of men especially clergy and church leadership and seeking for their glory and pushing and seem not to care about the glory and the honor that we receive from God. He who has ears, let you listen and decide whether you want to worship in vain, like the scribes and the Pharisees, or you want to do the quality, divine qualitative worship driven by the Spirit of God and then the spirit of his word, that is Jesus Christ, our Lord describes as worshipping the Father in spirit and in the world, in truth. That is acceptable, welcoming, commended, appreciated, and is pleasing. And God endorses and is acceptable in his sight. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.